You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and these are Dan Bear's interviews with the writer and director for Past Lives, Celine Song, and three of the film's stars, Greta Lee, Tao Yu, and John McGarrow. There's a word in Korean, inyon. It means providence or fate. Do you believe in that? That's just something Koreans say to seduce someone. What a good story this is. Childhood sweethearts who reconnect 20 years later and realize they were meant for each other. In the story, I would be the evil white American husband standing in the way of destiny. Shut up. He was just this kid in my head for such a long time. I think I just missed him. Did he miss you? His home! Welcome everyone to the Next Best Picture podcast where we are talking with Celine Song, the writer and director of Past Lives. Celine, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, You were a playwright before making this film, and I'm wondering what made you feel like film was the right medium for this story instead of the stage? I think uh, this movie spans continents and decades, and it really is about um, two people in three moments in their lives. So there has to be a sense of aging or a sense of um, uh, change over uh, decades. So I think that those are the things that really uh, made sense. Uh, made sense of the idea, the sense of it having been ha- having to be told uh, in a uh, through visually through. Um, on screen. I think that really uh, the way that the story had to be told, because like, you know, like locations in the movie are a character in, in the film. So mm. I think uh, those are the things that really dictated why they should be a, a movie and not a play. Mm. And as a first time director, what was the most surprising part of making this film? Um, I think that it's both that um, I, I, something I realized that is the the time that I spent in theater, the time that I, I spent like uh, being a storyteller in these other mediums and my sense of character and story and the experience that I have around that, it actually transferred pretty directly in the directing of it too. And I think that that is something that I learned that was really exciting because I was like, oh, I know how to do this. So it was kind of that <laughs> piece of it where like, oh, I, I thought I wouldn't know how to do anything, but this actually, I do know how to do a character and story. I know how to do that. I know how to work with actors. I know how to uh, put together a scene do the dialogue. And I think that really was the uh, part that was really pleasantly surprising. Mm. The part of it that wasn't uh, pleasantly <laughs> surprising is uh, things like uh, there, there's some things that are completely out of your control in a way mm. that uh, in theater you don't really experience because it's all in a one room that you can yeah. control. But in film, it's like sometimes you're like, well, the sun isn't out or like, you know, mm. or like oh, it's <laughs> pouring rain or it is not raining. I think whatever it may be, I think sometimes you're or like maybe there's a fire truck that parked in front of my actor's face and then now <laughs> my actor's face is red. And I think there are just some things about um, especially making a movie in New York City um, that mm. you just have to learn how to let go of um, having control about. And I think to me, that was a kind of a learning experience too. 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was also out of your control in the making of this was 2020, because you wrote this yes. in 2019 <laughs> and, yes. and shot it in 2021. Did you find that during that time and what was happening in the world, did the piece change for you at all? Did you go back and edit it? Did you have a different perspective on it? Um. Uh, no, because I think that I, what was amazing to me was that um, the movie felt like it was uh, deeper because of what we were going through more than anything. And mm-hmm. I didn't really have to change anything for that to happen. So it really was like, um, and I think that as an artist, you want to be a step ahead or you want to be a little bit um, on the edge of the time that you're working in. So to me, it was just a great uh, confirmation that this story should be told because um, I could feel like, you know, like the sequence in Skype, the sequence about not being able to see each other and all of those things like weirdly uh, ended up resonating a little bit harder because of what we all went through as a world. So I think that to me, that really was at the, um, but I didn't change anything about it, but I think it was more like the movie itself, um, that the context for the movie changed around it more than I changed the movie. Well, and today on release, it's still, I think it's beautiful. And I think you've made something that is really going to stand the test of time as we've already yeah. seen. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you so for joining much. us. The guy flew 13 hours to be here. I'm not going to tell you that you can't see him or something. If two strangers walk by each other in the street and their clothes accidentally brush, that means there have been 8,000 layers of inyan between them. Hello, everyone. Come back from outer space. I'm floating around. This is where, you know, we're all light and happy and airy here. Come join us. (laughs) We have Greta Lee, John Magaro, and Teo Yu from Past Lives joining us on the next Best Picture podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi. My first question is, you all, I think, lived in New York City prior to shooting this film here. And given that this is a film about reconciling your past self with your present self, what was that like for you all? So to be back in your old stomping grounds. I'm the only one who stuck around. These traitors traitors both left. No, but it was like after 20 years. I mean, per your question, I think I'm still talking about it, processing with my therapist, like how to make sense of the science fiction that was shooting this movie on the exact spot where I previously had stood asking passerbyers that can I can I ask you about your hair? I was that person. I was that person doing that. Um, really desperate to make a living and and figuring out how to you know jumpstart a career that just felt very hypothetical than to doing this movie. Um, is like truly beyond my own comprehension. I, I don't know. It feels it feels crazy. 
History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, I love it. I love getting, like I said, I still live around. Mm-hmm. We get it. We still live in New York. <laughs> I love being, I love when I get a shoot here at home. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's nothing like this city. Um, and also on film, the city just looks really remarkable. And I, and I think whether, whenever you think about past lives at the end of the day, but it's great, you know, you should love it. Uh, <laughs> it's really, it's also kind of a love, sto- love letter to New York. Um, mm-hmm. It really shares the city with you, and you know, yeah. we we've lived through it, and uh, and uh, you know, it's really special. People love to say that that it's like a love story to New York, or that it, you know, New York City is the the like uh, the another character. character. Yeah. But in this case, like, I it's really true. Like, I really mm-hmm. feel like when I watch it, there's that scene where Nora is in the car that when the first time she goes to New York City, and she's just yeah, skyline, and that it makes me cry. Like I, I distinctly, it's weird to cry at your own. That's not what I'm saying. God, she can't stop sobbing at her own stuff. But I, it really gets to me because like that tingly sensation, like, and if you are a New Yorker, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Nothing like that. And that, that is an expression of pure love in that moment. Like, you know, North Union with New York city. Mm. It's like, that is so essential Mm. to this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still love New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't love yeah. it. I just said you left. There you go. <laughs> and I, I've read that um, Greta and Teo, uh, Celine, told us to not let you. Yeah, to not <laughs> let you guys touch until yes. the moment when you touch for the first time as adults in the movie. What was that moment like when you finally get to touch again? Because like you're both yourselves mm-hmm. as people and right. these characters. Well, I can remember it very distinctly because I had like sweaty palms and it felt like my heart was like, pounding out of my chest. But uh, yeah, I'm just glad that, you know, for the sakes of the film that we prepped it like that and mm-hmm. um, that the audience get to experience with us that first visceral moment, which was mm-hmm. like based in, I guess, like the sadism of Celine, you know, that's letting us touch during, during pre-production. I feel like, you guys cannot touch, you can't talk. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. But that, it makes it, but having that, like, not, I don't know, I have like a, like this benign resistance or like, 
problem with authorities is that if someone says you can't do something, then it makes it a thing, right? Like the mm-hmm. idea that like, oh no, we can't yeah. touch was initially, I'm going to be honest, felt like a little like, really? Well, we're, <laughs> we're, we're acting, right? Like, like, I think we'll be able to conjure this hug yeah, without you know, hugging all the time. Right. I realize actors do hug a lot and maybe this is more about that. Than, like, what it is was more about the scene. COVID protocol. Right. I just, also, yeah. <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, it did, by doing that, create this like uh, attention. It became quite mm-hmm. stressy, actually. Like, oh no, we can't touch. So when we touch, what will it be? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, we'll, we'll give it to her and say, thank you, Celine. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And likewise, Teo and John, you guys did not meet prior to filming that scene or yeah. something. I've heard something no, we didn't meet. along we didn't those lines. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, you're getting little... all your information about each other through Greta. Yeah. So what was she telling you? What lies was she telling you about each other? Right. Were they lies or were they just truth? She said he's a better actor. He's way more handsome. I would just neg them. Yeah. No, she would just talk about their days, like what they were shooting. And and it was a lot of it took, you know, Celine would be like, tell, tell, tell John about... You know, like, it's like, okay. So, um, but, but we didn't meet. We were always, you know, kept apart until uh, he walked into that apartment and I got up off the couch or whatever and we saw each other. And how that translated and the feelings that I, I felt in that moment, I don't, you know, I'm going to keep those for myself. But, um, it, it, you, you are seeing a, a honest, genuine first meeting yeah. of people who had heard a lot and knew a lot about each other. And, you know, there's a competition in film and there's, you know... It's, it's a contest. It's a contest. <laughs> so when you're hearing these things about them, you, you know, you're like, God, I hope I'm doing just as good of a job as, as, as the other one's doing. So, but I think Celine, in her sadistic way, wanted to... Feed that into our minds, mm-hmm. and, and you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are almost out of time, so before we have to go, I wanted to do a quick speed round with the three of you. Okay. Oh, your favorite movie romance, Teo. Uh, in the mood for love. <gasps> favorite, Greta. That's a really good one. I'm gonna say the Linklater trilogy. Hmm. Also good. Compared, that's very I'm just gonna go with when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Uh, also, a, also a classic. Thank you. And part two of the speed round: childhood love. Tayo. Oh, childhood that's love. Dangerous. I can't mm-hmm. remember mine. I can't. I think there There's wasn't. Mine. There wasn't any. <laughs> mine. mine. I remember mine. I remember mine. Well, who's yours? Julie Smolinski. Oh. And, there and, you go. And I often would think about that during this because we were in the swimming pool at leisure time in the summer and we went underwater and she was my first kiss underwater oh. i mean first kiss ever and i oh. often think about like because she moved away like what would have happened so if cinematic. we met i'm yeah. gonna yeah. write Ooh, that story that's yeah, anyway who's yours? who's yours uh uh jimmy from um kindergarten uh gave me a pair of scissors uh, <laughs> it's a token oh. of love Sure, he wasn't trying to stab you. <laughs> well, it was real. Oh, Is it, it was real. Um, yeah. 
I well, there you go. I can't last name, so clearly it wasn't meant to be. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> clearly. Sorry, the Indian was only small. Yeah, small, <laughs> a small Indian. Just, yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us today, and best thank of luck. You. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dan Bear's interviews with the writer and director for Past Lives, Celine Song, and three of the film's stars, Greta Lee, Tao Yu, and John Magaro, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Past Lives is now playing in limited release from A24 and will be expanding nationwide on June 23rd. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time. Watch them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.